0: Hey everybody, this is Dr. O. I'm your host here at All Creatures or uh All Creatures Every Spine. Yes, I'm your host there. But this is uh Animal Chiropractic Clinic Chatter, where we're gonna talk about animal chiropractic uh across the country. And today we're here with Dr. Kayla. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice?
1: Sure. So I'm Dr. Kayla Brown. Um I practice out of Hot Springs, South Dakota, and I'm a veterinarian that myself and my husband own a mixed animal veterinary practice. So we do a little bit of everything from the occasional small exotic or pocket pet type animals up to cattle, horses, bison. Um, And so every day is different for us. And... um, I don't know. It's, I like it that way. It's an adventure and adding animal chiropractic to our practice has just been a blessing in so many ways.
0: That's cool. I want to take one step back because we're going to talk a little bit about you and who Dr. Brown is. Okay. Because we see a lot of chiropractors and veterinarians that add animal chiropractic because they hope their practice is going to get busy. They hope it's going to help make them a well, and it will, but they're they're intending to make it so they're an expert in their community. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Dr. Brown was kind of an expert in a certain field before she took animal chiropractic. Am I correct?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we do we do a lot of bison work. Um, I recently spoke at the National Bison Association Conference, was that two weeks ago or so? Um, spoke there for a couple hours. We traveled to several different states now, actually, to work bison. Um, so we'll, we'll be going as far as Durango, Colorado, um, to the west this year. And we've been as far as Wisconsin to the east. And we've picked up clients in Wyoming as well, and Nebraska. And there's a good chance that we may be traveling as far as California this year, too.
0: So, not exactly a slow practice.
1: Not in the least. And that's just, I mean, bison is only a a portion of what we do. So, definitely not slow.
0: Right. But well-known in the bison field. So, and kudos to you for that. (laughs) Thanks. So you added animal chiropractic. Uh, First off, why?
1: So animal chiropractic interested me um, from the start, because there's just that subset of patients that I felt Mm -hmm. like I should be able to do more for them and it didn't matter from a Western medicine standpoint, what I did, um, or how I did it. They just weren't getting to the place that I wanted them to, to get. Um, and in doing lots of reading and research and, um, listening to lots of different people talk, I just felt like chiropractic would be a good way to go back kind of, reset in a way um, and basically take some of those patients and maybe remove them from some of the medications they were on, um, give them a way for their body to heal itself and see what that did because what I was doing clearly wasn't working.
0: We had a dog that was a client and he called us the day after Christmas, actually came to the resort. We, we spent Christmas in San Antonio and they live halfway between here and San Antonio, so they bring their dog here. So they said, and they had an emergency. It was they didn't know why, but all of a sudden now the dog can't get up. So they brought it to us. We adjusted it. It looked better. All right, but it didn't hold its adjustment. Wasn't holding its adjustment. So we did this for three or four visits, and then they said, you know, we think we need X-rays. And I said, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Make sure you get X-rays of the neck. So they send me x-rays and the diagnosis, and she's crying. She's crying. She's like, oh, my God, the dog has spondylosis, and there's nothing you can do, and our eight-year-old German shepherd is on the way out, and blah, blah, blah. so funny. so funny. The other thing is I explained to her how that's gradual. It's not gone one day and there the next. Right, and so I said, I don't think that's it. Where's the picture of the neck? Well, he didn't send it. No. So she calls back up to the vet. That said, yeah, I didn't take one because um, there was I, there was no issues in the neck. The pain's in the middle of the back. She was livid. She said, "I'm bringing him back in. You take the X-rays of the neck, send right. him to my chiropractor." So they did, and he said, "See, I told you there was nothing wrong with the neck." The dens, the dens was halfway up the side of the atlas. The um, wings of the atlas were like, so inferior. We're almost touching, almost touching the top of the wings of the atlas.
1: There's nothing wrong in the neck.
0: There's nothing wrong. We had a severe inferior atlas with posterior C2, all right? So we adjusted it, and the dog started getting better. Now, was he able to hold? Well, hell no. The ligament of the den was stretched a quarter of an inch. Right. Anyway, we figured out the dog ran into a fence because they had new neighbors that were leaving their dogs out all the time, and so whenever they would let a dog out to go to the bathroom, this particular one would run the fence really bad. And so she actually ran into the fence and almost broke her freaking neck. We got a TikTok video. That was Christmas. We got a TikTok video of her yesterday. And she's looking at how well my dog is moving. And mm-hmm. the dog is running all over the place. So it's kind of like your deal. Love it. And so right now I'm getting ready to and, and I and I gotta be more politically correct because my first. Indication is to say veterinarians that aren't trained should not be allowed to look at an animal until a certified chiropractor has looked at it, period. That's how strongly I feel about chiropractic. The Utah law passed, and it says a certified chiropractor can adjust animals, all right? A couple of veterinarians that are certified in Utah are like, yeah, they snuck that in and it's not right. And I just don't believe in chiropractors, whether they're certified or not, touching an animal without veterinary referral. And then they gave like three examples. All right. I have probably 40 examples of dogs. We just had one the other day. Five years ago, the dog had a traumatic experience. (laughs) has been leaking in the house for five years. The people lost their home because of COVID. They're going to move into a second floor apartment. And they know that they will never get their pet deposit back with the dog that's leaking continually. Yeah. So they gave it to Boston Terrier Rescue and Rehab. Well, you know, the first thing they did
1: Right. right here. Get down for an adjustment.
0: Yeah, I adjusted the atlas. Come to find out, they were just doing an interview to try to find a foster home and all that stuff. See what they needed for a foster home. They took it back to the family. Got a call three days later. The family's not going to give the dog up for adoption. Dog hasn't leaked in three days. That's
1: awesome.
0: So how many, and they have, I, I said, please give me all the veterinary records.
1: Right. They
0: said they've spent over $5,000 on, on, on diagnostics for this dog. And they were getting ready to put it to sleep. And they sent me a picture. Uh, it would take too long to find it, but they sent me a picture of the dog's family.
1: huh.
0: It's the dog and a 14 year old boy. Aww. So. What did that one atlas adjustment do?
1: Exactly. Wow. You know? Right. No, it's it's crazy sometimes, the things we see. I, I've got a patient right now that travels about three hours, um, once every couple weeks. He's a three- or four-year-old St. Bernard um, that's had bilateral elbow surgery. It's had um stem cell therapy. It's had, I mean just laundry lists of stuff done. This gal's probably spent like eight or nine thousand on this dog, probably. Yeah. And the dog still from the time it was like a year and a half old had never had never gone a day without limping. Ever. And um I started seeing the dog probably about I don't know, six months or so ago. And we adjusted the dog and the lady's like, I'm just desperate. Like, I feel like his quality of life kind of stinks. I feel like I've tried everything. I feel like we've tried every and said, I feel like I'm just at my wits end for this poor dog because when he's good, he's good. And I don't want to put him down, but like, I want him to be comfortable. And I said, okay. And, you know, we talked about chiropractic and she, I mean, she'd obviously kind of drink the water so to speak already because she drove three hours to get there right. but um so I talked to her about it and she was super excited and we adjusted the dog and she called me less than 24 hours later and said my dog's not limping that's the first time I haven't seen this dog limp since he hit maturity like he's not limping right now and um since then, we've been like I said, adjusting him. He only holds for about every two weeks, but he's 180 some pounds. Um, he's not fat, he's just a huge Saint Bernard, yep. And um, he's he's just massive, but he holds for about two weeks, is all. But so I see him about every two weeks, but as long as we do that, we've got him down now where he only takes NSAIDs, maybe once in a blue moon because he played too rough with his brother and to give him some comfort while he comes for his next adjustment. But other than that, we've got him weaned off of his NSAIDs and he's, I mean, he's doing awesome. And
0: she's one that, that dog would might benefit from a raw food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because of
0: the inflammatory diet and you know, so really, and if she wants to call and talk to me about it, I'd be glad to
1: help her. Yeah. You know? No, I think that might, I think that might help too. Cause he's just, I mean, he's come so far yeah. and so, yeah, I guess that's one of I guess that's a big win too, for sure. But yeah. he just, he, um, yeah, nine, eight or $9,000. I think she spent on that dog and he was better less than 24 hours after we adjusted him and yeah. has only gotten better since, you know?
0: And, and what do you charge for an adjustment? <laughs>
1: I knew you were going to ask me that. Not enough. <laughs> um, for dogs, I usually charge $35 um, no. per adjustment.
0: No. My point was $9,000. Right. A, <laughs> a lot of chiropractic
1: adjustments. Right. Exactly. We could have been adjusting that dog for his life. <laughs> yeah.
0: Once a week. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so no, he, I mean, he's, he's a cool dog he's a cool dog so i I definitely see yeah where cool there's a lot of cases where we should be bringing chiropractic in sooner and it like never fails dustin always laughs he's like he calls me or sends me a text you're off today and i said oh how many paralyzed patients today (laughs) and he's like only two or (laughs) like none yet but they're headed that direction (laughs) yeah like oh so he had a little dog um probably two weeks ago or so that when I was at the bison conference actually that came in and the dog was just screaming in pain and he took x-rays and and the dog he's like sent me the x-rays and he's like I think there's a problem with the atlas (laughs) and yeah I know right I'm like I'm trying to convince him he's just not game for sitting through more lecture but I'm slowly maybe working my way there but he's like I've got you um but he he sends me a text and he goes I've got an issue with the atlas I'm pretty sure and I sent him a message back going yeah definitely looks like it and um He's like, all right, well, I guess it's NSAIDs and methocarbamol, so you get back to work your voodoo magic. <laughs> but, I
0: got an idea for you. Yeah. Pay one-third. Not the whole program. Yeah. 43 hours online. He comes to module one. He learns atlas and pelvis. Okay. So when you're gone, you know, he can
1: do those basics.
0: He can do those basics. He can adjust the Allison pelvis. He can come with the intent of never coming again, and that's okay. And if if that's what happens, okay, all right.
1: He'd probably end up finishing if he just started.
0: <laughs> that's my thought, but but you know,
1: okay. right. <laughs> all right, yeah, but. Uh, No, it's kind of funny because at first he kind of gave me a hard time when I first started. It's never going to pay for itself. I don't know why you're doing that. Like we, you know, we can help all these animals this way. And now it's at least once a week, if not more. And he's like, I think you need to see Kayla for chiropractic care. Why don't we schedule that? And she'll see you on Wednesday or whatever. And he's gotten pretty good at selling animal chiropractic for somebody who hasn't done it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And see, so see, that's why I think everybody, you know, everybody needs to be exposed to animal chiropractic. Right. Unfortunately that will never happen, but yeah.
1: Right. I, um, that horse that I was talking about earlier, I need to send you pictures and see if you have any thoughts for me, but that Conan, that stud that I was talking about, that really doesn't have much feeling in its hind end. Um, He's all of a sudden in the last, I don't know, it's, it's happened fast. Probably the last two months has gotten tons of muscle wasting along his femurs, significantly worse on the left. Um, but it's starting to happen.
0: What do his feet look like?
1: I mean, his feet aren't good. His feet aren't good. They, they can't, he can't stand long enough comfortably on three feet to get a good trim.
0: All right, so this might be one where you want to try this once or twice, where you have the farrier come the same day that that actually haven't come to your clinic. All right, and you adjust and then trim a back foot, and then maybe ice. All right, and then have the farrier trim the other back foot, or maybe even. Have ice on the pelvis while he's trimming the foot, and then and then you readjust and and trim the other foot. All right, and then make sure
1: sure if I was missing something in his hind end that was causing that or
0: the the biggest thing is his feet because he's standing. He goes back to standing immediately like a goat on a rock,
1: right? And his feet, his feet aren't good. I mean, that's for sure. They could be a lot worse, but they're not.
0: Well, yeah, but but in him. So, that's why he's starting to get that muscle wastage. So, and then what's he eat? Do you know?
1: What's he eat? Yeah. He's mostly out on pasture. Um, he's got a, I'm, I don't remember which brand it is off the top of my head, but he's got free choice salt and mineral um, lick. And then she does occasionally she hasn't done it in the summertime but she occasionally will do like a starch controlled senior green yeah
0: so but. you might want to look at because most of these we find are um that are we don't feed enough we don't feed the label are vitamin and mineral deficient because yes a, bi- a bag of strategy has way too many carbohydrates in it and a questionable protein, but but if you don't feed ten pounds, there's there you're not getting the vitamins and minerals they need. Because but even with
1: his free choice vitamin and mineral supplements. Yeah,
0: but what's he feed is he eating it?
1: Yeah. Okay. He's going through um I don't remember you Maybe might do I,
0: a you might do a hair analysis on him to see what is what is vitamin, you know, just like you would a buffalo
1: right
0: there what their what their vitamin mineral intake actually is
1: okay
0: because but, those are the things that we see most likely most with problem animals is number one feet number two feed okay and then number three we miss something
1: right and that's what i just kept going back to is maybe i'm missing uh, something in this back end and it, but
0: and it so the one that we missed was you know four bladder stones. It wasn't, and they came, they've been going on for two years, right? And this has happened over three times where we've had dogs that have been seeing a vet for three or four years. They've tried a lot of different things for, and one was urinary problem, but this one actually came in for bloating and inappetence, all right? And had been on seven different anti-inflammatories, combinations, different doses, but seven different ones. And, One adjustment, and the dog peed, he pooped, he ate, and he drank. So everything that they were saying he wasn't doing, boom, he
1: immediately did.
0: He was only holding it for three days. Okay? So we said, well, let's take an x-ray to see what we're missing. Because they'd already done a lot of blood work, right? Right. So we took an x-ray. There's four bladder stones. (laughs) So he has... His bladder's irritated and that's causing his sacrum to go out. Right. And he wasn't able to poop or pee because his sacrum hurt. It hurt to have a bowel movement.
1: Right. So, right. Got now, his stones I
0: mean, removed and boom, he's great. So
1: well, I think that would be I guess hair analysis is probably a good spot. Oh my gosh, spot to start. But um this horse had severe lumbar trauma when the original injury happened, which was before I knew this client and it got all sorts of injections, um, into the vertebrae. I'm not sure exactly what was, what all happened. I've asked for the records a few times from that place and haven't really gotten anything. So I'm not really sure exactly what was done. Yeah. Yeah. But, um he definitely has a lot of fusion, but his low lumbar stuck up about this far from wow. his top line when I started on him, and now it's only about half an inch. um
0: so, so you're moving, you're getting stuff going and it's just a matter of but I think that muscle wastage is probably coming from the feet
1: okay Well, and I could see that, and he doesn't use his back legs. I mean, I expect some of it because he he If he has a choice, he's going to just rotate on the front end while he's grazing and not really do much with that back end because he still doesn't feel them as well as he should. But it's not like when I first met him, the videos I have are him like crisscrossing his back legs and like almost falling over. I was actually like had to have a pause talk to my tech a little bit more about where I wanted her and being safe while we were messing with him. Um, because he was that unbalanced and uncoordinated. And now, like I said, now he can load in the trailer and come to the clinic instead of me having to go to him. And he, he walks, he, and he still doesn't have, like I said, great, great feeling, great proprioception in those hind legs, but how's his not like it was. What's that?
0: How's his front end proprioception?
1: Better than the back, but not perfect. Significantly better than the back end.
0: Are you getting T1 and T2? Uh,
1: I don't feel like, probably not consistent, not not well, probably.
0: That might be a problem too.
1: Okay.
0: So make sure you dig in there. And okay. it's going to be hard if he's, you know, that was one of the problems with Chrissy. Because she trans our founder horse. But she would transfer all her weight to the back end and then the back feet, and she couldn't use those properly because she wouldn't do the front end. And so when we'd adjust her lower neck, it made it easier for her to stride out. And then even though she was foundered, it was easier for her to stride out, and then the back end would work better. Okay.
1: And his, and his scapulas are always out. It's like one side or the other, it seems yeah. like. And then I'm always, when I go to put that back in, I'm always afraid I'm going to shove him over, you know?
0: Yep. Um, yeah.
1: But like I said, I mean, nobody's intent is to ride him or use him as a stud yeah. or anything else. They just want him to be comfortable at this point. But.
0: Medial scapula or lateral? Lateral. Okay. Yeah. Remember the shoulder to shoulder? Then you don't have to pick up the leg.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't remember that, actually. I'll have to go back and look at that.
0: So, horse's shoulder, my shoulder, in front of it. Think of a football blocking dummy.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. And And just kind of follow the angle of the spine.
0: Right up. Boom. And then that way you don't lift him up. So that might help. Yeah. Depending on how tall he is.
1: Yeah. Uh, really well.
0: <laughs> easier than lifting up the leg because you just walk up to him and right there
1: i'll have to give that a whirl i forgot about that
0: yeah and then that low cervical make sure you get in there so do do that um and see what that does and then and then have the farrier at your place once
1: well and i'm not super crazy about her farrier but we're doing a cooperative care with one of the farrier schools out in Nebraska is coming to our clinic now once a month. And so maybe I can convince her to come when he's there and do it with him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then you put some ice, some adjust ice, let her trim. And then that might be a good one and let her know it's going to be all day. Right. And, and then let the farrier know trim one foot.
1: Go do some other clients, come back,
0: come back and do one foot. Yeah. So you got all day to do this one horse and you're going to work. And instead of you just having to sit here all day in between those feet, I've got other clients for you to work on.
1: Right. Exactly. No, he's, he's coming down. And so he, I mean, he's going to be there all day regardless. So
0: yep. there you, you
1: go. To sit there for that. That would probably be best.
0: Yeah. And she didn't even have to sit there. She could drop the horse off and go. Right shopping or whatever it would be
1: even better i don't foresee her doing that but
0: <laughs> yeah i understand i understand
1: right but that would be good <laughs>
0: oh hey you know he needs four more pieces of hay in his pen because he, he's only got two and he's right
1: six, you know <laughs> where would you grab that
0: <laughs> all right thank you again we we'll thank to you later. all right
1: have a good one
0: you too bye now
1: all right